talk about magic Mike on the gridiron. That was like that, you know, a lot of women and also yeah, some of the guys were really into that too. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, sports fans, and that is a wrap on the NFL season. Officially, the Super Bowl is in the books. What a fantastic ending it was. Maybe. Depends on who you are. Um, RPF, it was uh, it was quite the entertaining weekend. It was quite the entertaining Sunday. Uh, we had we had the halftime shows, we had the, the commercials, the game itself. Um, what, uh, what, what you got going on? What... Looking back at Sunday, how would you rank it overall? Um, surprisingly, a B plus. I think it started rough for me because my best friend in the world, who you know thinks Michael Jordan plays baseball, is well. <laughs> Michael Jordan actually for a while thought he played baseball too. That's anyway, true. But, Very true. <laughs> but he was in Phoenix the entire week for the Super oh Bowl God. week. I mean, ultra VIP. Everything was like everything. He was like sat next to Rihanna basically during the press conference. I mean, it was just crazy. His whole access was like, you know, anyway, it threw me off. And this guy is like, you know, he travels in different circles, but definitely not <laughs> football circles. And sure enough, he's like, I mean, fantasy, talk about fantasy football. That was, <laughs> he had the tickets, right? So anyway, so that's, that, that threw me for a loop. And he was like texting me with like pictures of, you know, every single football player that you ever want to hang out with, you know, <laughs> like the Kelsey brothers and Greg having, you know, shots at the bar. <laughs> that's like, crazy. <laughs> anyway, so that started rough. And then it ended with one of the greatest Super Bowls ever with the coronation of the goat chase now for Mahomes being in the conversation going forward mm-hmm. and you know a solid everything was everything was good i mean i think it was a solid performance by everybody until of course i saw elon musk and murdoch hanging out together and being praised as brilliant minds which is a whole different discussion but anyway <laughs> but otherwise it thought it was a very solid fun sunday super bowl sunday yeah, it was. It was a pretty good. One. We, we we went over to um we went over to Vermont to watch the game outside. We have uh a, mm-hmm. my father in law has a huge uh, twelve. I call it the hyperthermia bowl. Yes, you, twelve, you <laughs> 12 and a half foot high by twenty feet wide screen. We watch outside. Um, we make a day of it. So it was uh it it was good. I'm gonna go a little lower personally. Um, I was just I was disappointed. Um, but we'll get into that. Uh, I, I, I just think the commercials are just, they're not what they used to be. And it's just, it, I don't know. It, it, Once you hit 40, you start thinking back in my day. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, in my I, day, mean, I, mean Joe Green in, in the Pepsi shit, commercial. That was, shit, I have, oh, wait, I have wait, those thoughts that's every day. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. no I, we'll, we'll get into it. We're going to do, we're going to do commercials in all a little right, bit, right. but, um, but in, in, in I'll, and I'll air my grievances then, but um, the game itself, <laughs> let's talk about the Something game. Something to look forward to. Let's, let's talk the, about yes, the game. Let's talk about the game. Um, it was it was a good game. Obviously, the score was was really really tight. Uh, it was a it was a fantastic comeback by the Chiefs. I can't deny any of that stuff. Um, let's talk about the penalty or the at at the end. No, no. Let, let's be in sequence. I, I want to go chronologically, okay, starting fine, with the fine, end. Fine, starting fine. with the end. When I predicted last week, we the Chiefs would win forty two thirty eight, and they were thirty eight thirty five. So, so you weren't right. I okay. Points. So moving on. I went. I was right. Okay, moving on. Let's start with the first half. The Eagles were continued the trajectory they had the whole playoffs, right? They were they arguably had a perfect first half. You know, they didn't get into the end zone as many times as they should have, perhaps, but they definitely had I mean there was no indication 
They were up by 10. There's no indication that this was going to go sideways in any way because they were just humming along, doing, you know, Jalen Hurts was doing Hurts things. You know, he was just, mm-hmm. you know, didn't make a mistake. I mean, he made, you know, obviously we would evolve into something well, else. I, but the first half was as written, as scripted in some ways. I think I think the only I think the only problem was that Jalen Hurts was the only one doing things. <laughs> well, eventually, yes. But I think in the first half, they actually they, they pulled it together. He, he, he was enough. He was enough for the first half to of and course he was. Were oddly Yeah. I mean Jalen Jalen Hurts himself was mean? enough for the entire game. Jalen Hurts himself performed well enough to win that game. Correct. Correct. And then, you know, if not for football moments, aka turnovers and, <laughs> and punt returns and things like that that are just unpredictable. All right. Punt so return, yeah, then we have the, then we have the comeback. Then we have the comeback, right? Mm-hmm. Um I think what yep. was I saw somewhere that the Eagles or the Super Bowl um teams were like twenty four and zero when they were leading by ten points or more until now. They've never been a 10 point plus comeback in Super Bowl. Well, I want you to Google that because I think that's what I read. Uh, The Um, New England Patriots? Tom Brady? Down 25? Well, I know. Okay. (laughs) Down 25, yeah, that's true. But that was the Falcons, right? That was, yeah. Yes. Um, So that doesn't make sense. Okay. So maybe I read it in in Pravda, which is the. So there's. They tied. They Um, tied. um, The Chiefs tied for. Uh, the second biggest comeback. There's other teams that have come back from ten. Oh, okay. Uh, I think. Okay, I think okay. they are now. That makes, the... more, it makes more sense because Super Bowls are always. <laughs> if not, they'd be all boring. They'd all be blowouts or something. They'd all um, be like, um, the... So anyway, so I think that and then the comeback happened. Yeah, Mahomes. So by the way, when yep. the play of the game was when Mahomes re-injured his his ankle, the high ankle sprain, and he was literally when he was screaming in pain. I said, "This yep. is over." This is over for, for Mahomes. This is over for the Chiefs. Is, you know, they were down by 10 already. It was going to be like, oh, boy. And then, I mean, Chad Henney does not inspire great Super Bowl comebacks. The backup quarterback who quickly <laughs> retired after the game knowing this is the height of his career. <laughs> when Super Bowl he won, he didn't play it. So, yay, team. Anyway, so Mahomes, when he was screaming on the sidelines, and he was like, and he, was, and he put his hand on his teammate because he couldn't take the pain, I went, oh, boy. And yeah. And then a second later, you see him whispering to the coach, and later you find out he said, "I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right." You know. Yeah. <laughs> that is drugs are a hell of a stuff thing, of man. legends. That's the stuff of legends. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then going, they, and I love the fact when they went to the into halftime, there was a letter, apparently some rumblings from some of the Chiefs that they wanted to hang out and see the Rihanna concert. <laughs> And Andy Reid said, oh, really? "Don't bother playing the second half if you want to see the concert. Just that, stay. That, just, just... that doesn't seem true. There's no way that happened." Well, okay, again, Google it. I just read this. There's I mean, no it's just way. crazy. There's Can you imagine no like way. the players saying, I, 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 "I want to watch Rihanna"? <laughs> I can't imagine. That's why I can't believe this. I can't imagine a professional well, anyway, athlete at the Super Bowl at the at the high. Whatever no, of course. Sport I mean, is, that's crazy. At, at the championship game of whatever their sport is going. You know what? Don't worry about the don't worry about the team I meeting say, that's about to happen. I would say the, the the backup long snapper maybe would be the one that would do that or something. Because <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know they get hurt all the time. Anyway, so um yeah so so then the comeback happened right and it was just it was it was it wasn't it wasn't like 
like Nate, like nail biting stuff. It was just like systemic and it was just steady. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, third and seven, he, you know, he scrambled for nine, you know, that type of thing. And it was just like, there's a, two plays, of course, that besides the penalty that we'll talk about, but yeah. two plays that, you know, it was the 28 yard scramble on one leg that Mahomes managed to do, which was like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. And then the punt return that really kind of sealed the deal, you know, um, but take the, and of course, I'm not even counting the, the, the turnover, but I'm talking about also the, um, but let's talk about the penalty since you wanted to start there. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the game, right? I mean, it's, it's what everyone's talking about. Unfortunately, I, uh, you know, to your point, the, the comeback was good. Uh, it, you know, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they became the third team, the, definitely the second, I think the third team to come back, uh, from 10 points behind, which is the second largest in NFL Super Bowl history. Um, and yeah, I mean, of course it was, it was, it was incredible. Um, you know, and, and we can get into Mahomes now or later if you want. Um, I mean, he, he showed me a lot. He, he, you know, obviously as we're, I'm, we're not Kansas city fans, so we kind of watch from afar in a way. Uh, obviously it's, it's hard to watch from afar. It's, it's hard to watch Patrick Mahomes from afar because he's everywhere. Um, but, you know, we, we sort of, we watch from afar. And so, I, you know, I've never really, you know, I don't know his character, his demeanor, like all that stuff. Um, and he, man, he, he, he bucked up and he showed me a lot. That's for sure. Um, the By the way, did you see how Brady just, liked, it, you see how, how uh, hang, before the penalty, how Brady like Mahomes was after the game. He literally, um, under parade yesterday, you see him, he literally um, was drunk before he got on the float. To emulate Tom Brady <laughs> after he won <laughs> with the box, he couldn't even stand up yeah, on the boat. Well, whatever he was on. The, the difference is Tom did it after his seventh. He Patrick only did it. After I know, his but second, I'm saying it's so. just, no, but still, I mean, it's just saying that he's trying to emulate Brady in every way. Now he has to marry, so model, break her heart, you know, and all all the, all the things he has to follow. So, but anyway, but Mahomes, by the way, his character. I mean, he's he's like a man of the year nominee. Basically, his life is that way. He's he's like a you know he's he's one of the good ones. Apparently, I mean, nothing. But that's, otherwise. Right, and that's, that's what I mean. You said, us, you, know. you said, you said, apparently, and like, that's what I mean is like, we didn't, we don't know that we didn't know that unless you're a Kansas city chiefs fan that yeah. follows him and watches all the press conferences and, yeah. you know, and is in the, the, the shit with him. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we, the outside world doesn't well, really get killed, to see that. Um, he said, he said, Mahomes is a better person than quarterback and he's a great quarterback. So that was, to me, that was a very classy and indicate, and that's an indicator of how the team, sees Mahomes also, yeah. which is great. You know. um, so tell me about the penalty. But yeah, so anyway, so then you know, the, the penalty happened. Uh, you know, it was, it was the holding call. Um, it was I forget the exact time, it, but it basically it basically it clinched the game. It sealed the game. They were it was a tie game at the moment, um, and it allowed the Chiefs to to drain the clock and kick a last second field goal. Um, actually, not last second. There's still I think eight seconds left on the clock, but. It allowed the Chiefs to go ahead by three with like eight seconds left, um, and the and the, and the field goal was like it was like I don't even know it was like three yard field goal. Um, <laughs> it's only what's well, too hard because it's too close to the. <laughs> like the that was my only thought. My my only my only thought was like oh may, maybe this is too close. You know, um, you know, and we'll talk about the commentators in a second. The commentator actually had a great point, which I was trying to make. To the people because I had a little Super Bowl party at my house, um, party you know six people but it was still you know a gathering so mm-hmm. um when mahomes <laughs> kneeled down for for the field goal try he centered 
the ball as everyone does because you want to have the kicker have the center, you know. But when you centered it, he got on the logo, on Super Bowl logo that was slick and everyone's falling on. So I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> get yeah, off yeah. the logo because I'm thinking, talk about it. <laughs> I'm thinking, can you imagine if, he, if his pivot foot slips and he misses his field goal? That would be the single most important play in Super Bowl history. And Mahomes was trying to help him, you know, saying that was like, oh my God, this can go from here to go in about a yeah. moment right here. So, you know, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, so, so anyway, the, hold, so the holding call all but the, the holding call all but solidified the game for for the Chiefs. And like, listen, here's so here's my gripe. Uh, my gripe is that uh, do I think do I think it was it affected? Do I think the Eagles were going to win the game? No. Um, but in a game that was so loosely called the entire game. The entire game was just they, they let the boys play, which is awesome, which is what you want to see in a Super Bowl. And then it came down to this little hold late in the game. And it's just a, it was the buildup of it wasn't it wasn't egregious. You know, it was like it was like a little like he, he, he did. He pulled the jersey like it was just a little like, you know, like with his fingertips, meep, you know, had a um, and I, I, it's stuff. My point is, it's 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 a penalty that throughout the first uh 58 minutes of the game was not being called uh and then you know in, when the magnifying lens is the biggest and brightest uh it got called and it just it it was very unfortunate to me because it just it took you know otherwise they kick the field goal right then and there and they give the like imagine get, being able to see Jalen Hurts who had a phenomenal game imagine being able to see him get the ball back with a minute, I don't know, a minute forty, minute thirty, whatever was left, one thirty-eight, yeah, and have his moment to to try and and you know and try and be the hero, uh, and he just it, okay. it just got it got stripped of him. I totally hear you, and and everyone at my house had the same feeling except me. I I was of two minds. Okay, first of all, admittedly, I was cheering for the Chiefs more, and and also, but I was kind of impressed throughout the game how loosely like you said it was how like how much they let them play um yeah. i don't think there was anything overtly not called but in football if anyone knows anything about football every every play if you really nitpick right. you can find a penalty i mean right. it's holding every every single play there's like you know there's this i mean i've seen offensive tackles 15 yards downfield with, with, you know, with without you know, roaming around and not be called so right. i mean there's, there's been 12 players on the field there's been a bunch of things they let them play and i was impressed with the restraint However, this is why I'm up, I'm of two minds. I don't like the argument, and I'm and as a long-suffering Dolphins fan, as we all know, and as someone who feels very strongly that we get the short end of the ref stick every single week, I will tell you this: I'm not I'm, I'm not a fan of the argument of this argument. Besides claiming that that play was an actual penalty or not, or given the context of the game, how they were loosely called, if it's if, but if it's a penalty, it's going to be called in the first quarter. To not call it in that situation in in the game, I hate that argument because that that gives you a sliding scale of subjectivity for penalties or for anything that's supposed to be objective. And as someone who's like, it doesn't matter. I mean, that to me, it's almost like a civil liberties issue. <laughs> if you're either equal, I've always had this thought in my head: you're either equal or you're not. Meaning, in life and in general and in and in and in sports. If it's a penalty in the first quarter, it's a penalty in the fourth quarter, and that's the that's the argument. I don't like that people say in that moment you can't call that. The better argument, what you made, is that throughout the game they weren't calling that. It wasn't like they were calling it in the first quarter and then stop it in the fourth quarter, um, which would be the argument. 
that people were making. I don't know if that's a penalty. The issue is, like you said, the little, but the fact that the jersey was tugged, technically, yeah. But it's a shame. It really is a shame that the game had to had to hinge on that when such a, it was such a classic game. And Jalen Hurts with a minute thirty eight with that defense, I think he wins the game. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. so it would have been fun to watch. But I think ultimately, I don't think. But I'm just saying. I don't disagree, but I want to make sure people understand. In my point of view, if it's a penalty in the first quarter, it should also be a penalty in the fourth quarter. Well, so. right, and no one's arguing that, but it wasn't a penalty in the first quarter. Is the is the problem? No, people are arguing that. People are arguing that. If it happened in the first, I've I've read a million stories about this. How literally everyone said, and but you know what's great about this? The Eagles themselves. But there was no holding so calls. Classy. There was no they, holding calls all game. So how can you say it was a penalty in the first quarter? That's my point. Right. No, no, I'm just so saying I, that people have argued that at that moment they shouldn't have called that. Not because not because they haven't they been calling it, have. but they, because at that correct. moment they should not have called that. Because not at that moment, that argument is not at the moment. The argument is no. The, these professional athletes, these professional athletes, are designed and able to learn what the refs are calling and go, oh, this is what I can get away with and this is what I cannot today. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as a pitcher in baseball. The umpire's giving me this much mm-hmm. this much off the plate. Oh, I can get away with that today. And so if that pitcher, okay, is let's say mm-hmm. let's say the umpire's not calling balls off the plate like this, right? And then all of a sudden in the ninth inning with a runner on second base, a tying run on second base, you throw a fastball that far off the plate and the umpire rings the batter up and that batter goes, what the f- F man, mm-hmm. that yeah. hasn't been yeah. called and, all and, day and long. Seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember like a Florida Marlins World Series back 15 years ago or something. That the ref was calling, the umpire was calling, I mean, strikes that were two feet off the plate. I mean, it was just crazy <laughs> in the entire game. You know, yeah. Anyway, so, but yes, it's to just your point, yes, all up to it, all of it, that. It, yes, yes. I agree it's with just that. Consistency. I agree with that. Again, but, um, listen, I will again, say, did you, did you see the videos think... on, on of the no, Eagles I, fans? I, I have... No. But I will say, look, the Eagles players themselves, and I'll say this, I haven't been, you know, I haven't been the most vocal Eagles supporter ever in this whole season. <laughs> I've always been on the opposite yeah. train of that. But I will say this. I'm so I mean, I'm deeply impressed with their not only with the player that was called for holding, say it was holding. Not only the Eagle that yeah. Jalen Hurts said, you know what? It's more than one play. This is, we we could yeah. never been in that situation. Sure. It was exactly what you want like your kids to say. You know, it was yeah. so classy and professional. And that to me, that's coaching and that's upbringing. And that's like, I think the Eagles sure. are really well set up for a, a great run for a few years. I mean, there's such, and, and Jalen Hurts, he, he talked about Mahomes showing up. Jalen Hurts showed up, I mean, with integrity yeah. and, and with class. And I'm all, and by the way, not for nothing, it's the first Super Bowl ever with two African American quarterbacks. And you know what? It was yep. a damn great showing from, from both. So I'm very, 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 yep. very happy about that. So. Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic, and, and you know, to your point, the yeah, the the uh, uh, the the defensive back there, yeah, you know, he was like, yeah, I held him, you know, he 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 owned up to it. Um, but yeah, again, it's it just uh, it, it it was a shame that 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 it yeah, it, it was a shame that a game that good had to come down to yeah. everyone just no, talking totally. about this stupid penalty. Um, so here, let, here here's my here's my final takeaways. Okay, like I like I mentioned earlier. Do I think that the Eagles were going to win? Like, am I like, oh my god, they got robbed of the game? Like, no, I don't. Um, but it's just it it just kind of like tainted the very it's such a great game to watch. And at the very end, I was like, no, no, don't do this. I was like, please don't mm-hmm. don't yeah. don't do this. No, to it, me, went, you know? it went from possibly the greatest Super Bowl ever to like, you know. well, second greatest, but yeah. 
Yay Falcons. But so listen, big ta- big takeaways for me. Um, Patrick Mahomes proved that he is an absolute beast. Not not a talented football player. We already knew that. He is an absolute beast. And this is what you touched upon earlier. His ankle injury, um, you know, re-injuring it during the game. You know, that was like, and then running on it. Like, I mean, it just, he, it was, it was gutsy. It was, it was impressive to watch. It was, I, yeah. I watched him play and I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like. I mean, you know, I, I could almost hear like the music swell in the movie. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is the part where, you know, right. where, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. a young like Ryan Gosling playing, you know, Mahomes or whatever, you know, like, yeah. you know, or Jalen Smith. Yeah. So let's hear James let's James. hear your thoughts. I know you teased this a little bit. Let's hear your thoughts on where he's starting to cement himself uh, in the history of football. Well, there's no one else. I think that's even that's even in remote discussion as potential kind of baton passing. Um, it's Mahomes and everyone else at this point. Um, to, like you said, the intangible Currently. besides being a fantastic, I'm- accurate passer and just improvising maestro back there you know that's, you remember like in the first half like the sidearm they they threw to kelsey it was like what three people on him and it was like it just mm-hmm. he just knows how to do that and um so anyway besides his football skill the guts he showed and the leadership and the confidence and and the lack of bravura the lack of like false hype you know he was just like let's get this shit done you know and he did it and i think that's that's brady at his best, when Brady was Brady, when Brady was really Brady, it was like there was no questioning about his ability for football. But then his, his, his toughness and his determination and, you know, also his weapons were so great. So I think Mahomes is the legitimate, Brady's obviously, weapons were so way great? front runner. <laughs> Gronk, Edelman, I'm saying his targets, his, his, his teammates gave him more opportunities. I know what you're saying. So what you're saying that, that, that yeah, they weren't great? Gronk. I'm yes. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that that, you that think, he, you knew think Ed, to, he knew how to where play Julian with the Edelman, board he had. Where does Julian Edelman rank in the all-time receivers in history? He's just he's the third best Jewish player ever to play in, in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making that up. I have no idea. Um, Edelman has the most entertaining. Social media presence of any ex-player. He's also. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He's also, we've talked. He's about also handsome, on, and the ladies like him. So that. So we, we've hang on. Um, we, we, we've talked about this on the show before, but it's a great opportunity to bring it up again. There is no better time in Patriots history than when Edelman and Danny Amendola were on the same team, and they were like, "Just let me tell you about all, my best friend." Talk, talk about Magic Mike on the gridiron. That was like, that, you know, a lot of women and also yeah, some of the guys were fantastic. really into those that, two. That was, yeah. <laughs> talk, I talked to your wife about this. That was, that was a great era. <laughs> the Patriots fan that she is. So she was like, yeah, that was the heyday. That was the heyday. So yeah, Edelman and Amendola. Yeah. My goodness. Talk about, talk about freaking frack. Yeah. They're, they're, they're great. That, that was a fun. Um, that well, to listen, me would be like, yeah. I don't. I don't think there's any question that that there's nobody currently that, um, you know that that is mm-hmm. a potential baton passer. My my question was more so where does this put him all time current? Like oh, where, he, if he he's was, top he's top seven now. Okay, yeah, he's top seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I would put him number seven, safely at seven, landing at seven. Yeah, um, um, right above Frank Tarkenton and below you know 
you know, Elway. Or something, yeah. you know? I so mean, it's just, it's incredible to think that, uh, you know, six years into, is it six? I think six years in, into his career, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he could retire and be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> like, oh, right now. Now, he can do it right now. Exactly. <laughs> Where Josh Allen, as talented as he is, cannot. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and may not. Because Josh Allen, by the way, his, 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 his cross to bear is in the red zone, he gets picked off more often yeah. than anybody in football, more often than yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Right? We know how we feel about him. Um, so anyway, so that is, that is that. So let's go, let's go to the fun stuff. Let's go to the entertainment. Aspect all right. All right, of all right. Game, game recap done, officially done. Uh, let's, let's get into the entertainment. What uh, you want to, you go in commercials or halftime first? What do you, what do you want to get Let, Well, let's do, let's do entertainment. Let's do the singers first. Okay. I have, um, let's start at the beginning. Minor controversy with like some of the, you know, Charlottesville, marching band people that that Shirley Lee Ralph sang what's considered the African-American anthem for the first time in the Super Bowl called lift every voice and sing. Um, first of all, performance wise, she was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was like, we went to church early and the fact is football is 60% African-American. So what's the word? Get over it. People, you know, I think it's fine. I think it's beautiful. We, we sang America, the beautiful also my baby face, which was nice. Um, mm-hmm. So there's plenty of, of stuff we can you know we can talk about about that but i will say this chris stapleton you know which Mm -hmm. has arguably the world's most memorable beard um in a world (laughs) world filled with people with beards um and jimmy hoffa maybe inside the beard we don't know but you know my friends were saying that maybe he takes out a subway sandwich and eats it as a sponsor you know like from the beard it'll be awesome chris stapleton had Arguably, oh, certainly, the best male performance by a by a performer for the Star Spangled Banner, yeah. and arguably equal to wait for it, sacrilege coming to Whitney Houston's. Here's the difference, and I will argue this for Whitney Houston, which, by the way, anyone who knows me knows I am and any black woman that can sing, come in. You know, Donna Summer, Donna Ross, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston, Mariah Carey, down the list, Alicia yeah. Keys, everybody, right? Beyonce, everybody. Um. Whitney Houston's version is what's matched the moment, the Gulf War, you know, the epic vocals, the yeah. soaring, the beautiful type of, you know, that face glowing into the sky in Tampa. Amazing. Here's the punchline. I don't know if everyone knows this. That was pre-recorded. She was lip syncing the day of the Super Bowl. And it's kind of like a, mm. a little tiny bit deflating type of moment in the sense that it was she, she, she lip synced perfectly, but it was a lip sync. And the producer of the show hmm. was Ricky Minor, and he confirmed it. Yeah, that was pre-recorded. Chris Stapleton was live. Chris Stapleton was, if you know music and vocals, what he did with that, with that anthem, which, by the way, arguably the most, that and Happy Birthday are the two most recognizable songs in this country, mm-hmm. literally took a song and made grown men cry. <laughs> you know, and that was just beautiful and it was just exactly the internet i think he sang it like it was written intended when they wrote it i think and that's what makes it so beautiful and i think i'm just i've never been a chris stapleton fanatic i know a lot of people in my life are i'm not i haven't been like you know tennessee whiskey is great whatever but as far as you know oh my god chris stapleton's coming in concert that i think never been now i'm yeah. like first in line with like for shears and barbershop you know and, uh, <laughs> and grooming products all right that's chris stapleton but then the main chorus here, the main event was Rihanna. After seven years of not performing live, she's performing, mm-hmm. you know, she's performing on stage. 
Okay, come to find out what. First of all, she has the entire Oompa Loompas in, in white outfits. I'm sure every dancer in North America that got the job was like excited. And then they realized no one's going to, their aunt in Topeka is not going to see them because they're literally wearing masks and puffer jackets. <laughs> all of them. So that's, that's like big. Okay. And then you have Rihanna, resplendent in red in the middle of this white sea. She's 200 feet up in the air on a stage that's literally the size of my desk. So I'm like, hmm, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Just standing there, I'd be horrified. So anyway, and then she sang literally 13 songs in 14 minutes. Yeah. So she sang snippets of these songs. I, it's, that's been your big complaint about these type of shows. You, you don't get it. With her, she kind of she kind of modulated them that didn't seem so jumpy, right? It seemed like yep. they kind of segued into each other better. And the big complaint about, you know, the most ardent fans of hers were like, well, she didn't do that. She didn't do this. She didn't bring it to... She's pregnant, <laughs> and she was she was more than she did more than enough to satisfy me to say okay this is what this is what she does and she proved that she's a great singer proved that that she can capture she can captivate the moment she wasn't like the weekend that kind of disappeared in the background which yeah, is memorable was, visually was, also oh. that was that was one of the strangest uh, shows that I that I can remember is when the weekend just disappeared yeah, and got but lost. It, but you remember it. <laughs> It's not yeah. quite. It's not quite the classic gay shark from Katy Perry, but it's definitely <laughs> the white oompa loompas in puffer jackets. You know, it's going to be hard to forget that visual, right? Especially her in the middle in red. You know, which is kind of great. So anyway, I thought it was more than enough for people who are haters. They could be haters, and the people who are haters would never get up on a platform two hundred feet in the air with eighty billion people watching. So or you know, whatever, or four billion people watching. Anyway, so I thought she did more than enough. What was your take on the whole entertainment aspect of this show of the game? Um, it was. Pretty good. It um, if the 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 floating platforms were were pretty cool. They were you know they and they they kept going up and down and you know at one point they're all level and they kind of like yeah it was, it was pretty it was like an equalizer almost I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know and out of obviously her her catalog of songs she has she has a plethora to choose from. Uh, and and you mean she, Ella Ella. Hello. <laughs> and to your point, she did work, sort of, work, you know, work, she, work, work. she kind of rolled through them in a, in some sort of coherent manner, not just like, oh, stop this one and let's do this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was all good. Uh, I, I do, I, you know, listen, I want to be massively entertained at these halftime shows. Um, and I do think she missed on, on bringing somebody in. Eminem would have been perfect. Eminem. Eminem would have been great. Two hit songs with Eminem. It would have been great. It would have been great. I've just somebody like you, you know, and it's, it's not a knock on Rihanna. I just don't think, I really don't know that like there's, I I can't think of anyone right now that, that I would want to watch just them at the halftime show because it's evolved. And I, and I think, you know, Mm -hmm. when this start, when they started bringing guests on and people, you go, Oh my gosh, you know, they brought this person. Well, Shakira and JLo brought, you know, had 75 things going on at once, you know, it's kind of like a (laughs) carnival, you know? Um, Yeah. It's, it's become sort of like the Grammys, right? Where the Grammys, the reason we tune into the Grammys is because they they have all these crazy collaborations that go on, mm-hmm. and you want to see yeah. these artists together. And again, Rihanna, she's she's fantastic, she's phenomenal. Um, but I would have loved to have just seen, especially especially her who has so many collaborations to choose from. She could have brought mm-hmm. in so many different people. Jay Z, yeah, everybody. Jay Z is another yeah. one. You know, I yeah, mean, but like she we, couldn't. Beyonce. 
we were we were you know brainstorming like how it was going to go down and like you know this is like how do you not open the show with run this town tonight like yeah i mean i did well, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. man. but anyway um it, it was okay so you know to that end it was okay i, I wasn't blown away I, I think i think i think yeah i think but i think yes I, I, that's been a sentiment a lot i think for me it's just like it's it's more on us and then her i think she didn't she did enough she did more than enough but i think she could have you know yes I, the cherry on the sunday would have been two collabs that are just surprise performing you know, they would have been amazing but, li- but like yeah um, but like but like listen to yourself she did enough for i said like, more than enough i think i think yeah, i think she, she did more she than did enough, enough. That she needed. yay like it's the yeah, super bowl halftime show i get it she's also pregnant give me a break you know she's not gonna be like dancing okay, around like so, rolling around the floor and, so if you can't do that even more reason to bring somebody else in I agree with you. I'm saying it would have been fantastic if we had, yeah. to me, Eminem, who hasn't performed live in a while either. That would have been really cool to except see. For the or last like Super Bowl, except for the last Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> but he can't miss Eminem. Eminem has two number one songs but, with her. It would be amazing. Yeah, yeah and, and think about how cool that would be to write history to be the first performer to do back-to-back Super Bowls. Yeah, and never to be asked to do it himself. <laughs> you know, and, to, and to have your... Okay. To be a, to, have your name as a part of it all right i'm moving on all right so so so, so that's our, our thing so let's let's go to the fun part which you hated this year as well the you've been did you wake up in the wrong side of bed today <laughs> but usually the optimist and i'm the negative nancy you're like being like a you know like, get off my lawn man you know, you're like the, you're get, being back. you know what our, you have hyperthermia still from from vermont you still have frozen bits in your <laughs> that you're still trying to thaw, thaw out because you're being PF, really kind these, of like these commercials these commercials <laughs> were awful well, let me. T- well, then, since since we know that's your headline, let me give you mine, and then try to All convince right. you a little bit, and then and and then we'll see what I did rank see them. What I, ha- the I have them ranked. I oh, you did? I have okay. them ranked. And okay, I, good. Yeah, so I have them ranked, and I will five? share them with you. You do five. Yeah, I did. I did. My, I did my top five, which actually are six because one's a tie, but they're kind of cheated. But um, so I'll give you my number five, and then you give me yours. How's that? Okay. Or or just maybe I'll do, do mine, and then you do yours. And, okay. Uh, we'll figure it out. All right. Yeah. Number five. Pepsi Zero Sugar, which, by the way, the funny part is all these commercials, I don't remember what the brand was. I had to look up what the brands were because I don't remember what the brands were. I remember the actual actors involved or whatever. Right? Which is a bad sign for marketing, by the way. Pepsi Zero Sugar was number five. Ben Stiller. Yeah. yeah as yeah. Zoolander and everything. Yep. I mean, I yep. mean. I've seen just about, I think, just about every Ben Stiller movie, and he hit like six characters in these movies, just exactly dead on, <laughs> hilarious. Good. Like I, you know, and the whole thing, the whole theme was, am I acting or not? Uh, right. Is this is this, is this right. authentic or am I acting? You know, which is kind of like it was clever. It's a little maybe too clever by half for the average person, but it was actually a nice. It's a nice moment to remember. You know, that era in Hollywood when people actually made movies that didn't have Avengers or superheroes or, you know, or green screen CGI stuff. Um, yeah. So that was my number five. My number four is Popcorners, which I, again, had to look up. It was in the, the amazing Breaking Bad mm-hmm. send up. Exactly. Yep. With the same actors, the same everything, even in the same type of surliness that they spoke to each other. And it was it was just really well done. It has to be has to be the same director and writer, I think, from Breaking Bad. It was exactly what Breaking Bad was. So I think that was really, really, really spot on. Again, popcorn 
I don't remember that was a brand, but that actually was um, a really good commercial to me. It was uh, Doritos. The same category. Okay. The, the same corner. And then, I don't even know what this brand is or what they do. Is I don't know how to even say it. Rakuten? R-A-Q-U-T-E-N? Rakuten? Anyway. Rakuten. Rakuten, okay. Clueless. Mm-hmm. Revisited with, with Alicia Silverstone in the cast. Oh, my God. In the same outfits, in the same scenes of the movie. The, first of all, Frozen in Time, everyone was like crazy. Everyone looked exactly the same. Notably missing was was um, was Dion, D, shares, which is Alicia Silverstone's best friend, because she's become like a right-wing QAnon crazy person. So we, we don't invite her. But everyone else was there, and it was spot-on, brilliant, funny. Alicia Silverstone can walk into that role forever, and we all would be forever. To me, clueless controversially it's one of my top five films of all time so it's a brilliant movie um <laughs> if you guys have never seen it it's true it's just genius uh-huh. all right num- number two for me is one of the funniest things i've ever seen was i was born in boston as you as you may have as you may recall the sam adams boston lager lager um commercial for a brighter boston i don't know if you remember that one it's essentially the guy goes into the into the convenience store and and, and he goes and there's a big display says Boston Lag Boston Lager now brighter for a brighter Boston and he goes a brighter Boston and he starts thinking about all of a sudden everything in Boston like you know you know everything's like positive everyone's really nice to each other everyone is <laughs> like completely the opposite oh my god it's, you have to google this it's the most brilliant thing i've ever seen kevin garnett giving a press conference he goes we should spread love and positivity in the world you know it was literally hilarious <laughs> everyone and people in south boston were like helping each other like no you take the parking spot no no you take the parking spot you know and they were like the, these old guys are saying hey recycle we have one planet you know <laughs> it was just brilliant that's good and at the end i don't, I don't know why he's I daydreaming it. and at the end he, he's daydreaming and the, and the girl behind the counter is like hey your, your car was declined. <laughs> you know? And then he tries to go, I got to call my mother. And she <laughs> slaps his hand. Anyway, so that's back to Boston. <laughs> back to being real Boston. Anyway, it's a brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant, brilliant ad. And I remember Sam Adams being a Boston company was brilliant in this in this pursuit. So I, think, I, think, I thought that was great. Then And then you want to hear my number ones? I have two number ones that are tied. For oh, very tie. Now, first number one is Dunkin' Donuts, Ben Affleck. And J Lo, yep. yep. Jennifer yep. Lopez. I mean, it was. I mean, it was so easily. Rec- he was first of all. He was. Play- he's directed himself, by the way. So he's he's doing him. <laughs> he's he's directing himself to be him. And it was just he was in the drive-through, you know, in the cars, and all of a sudden at the end, you see Jennifer's like, "Is this where you work all? Is this is this what you mean by going to work all day?" He goes, "Hey, <laughs> and, she, and what was her last time? Give me." Give me a powdered donut or something, or give me a glaze or something. <laughs> yeah. right, anyway, I forget. The point is, it's brilliant, it's genius, it's fun, it's great. Loved it, memorable, quick and out. And then you yeah. have my, under, my other number one, which I'm truly, I'm the person, if you know me at all as well, you know I'm the person that is obsessed with all these animal videos on, on the dodo.com mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I love, like, you know, this giraffe it befriends a rhino in the serengeti and they're like best friends and then you have the cat who survived you know being run over by a tractor and then you have the dog who finds himself back home after he was dropped off 12 miles away and anyway all these stories make me cry so the farmer's dog commercial two-minute commercial called forever about the lifespan of a puppy that's adopted and how he 
or she becomes part of the family through all the evolutions of the family. I mean, simple, simple idea. I'm still in tears thinking about it. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. You know, the 12 to 15 year cycle of a dog's life. And at the very end of the, of the commercial, surprisingly, they put, they, they did the life flashes be, be before your, our eyes from his point of view, from his from his ground up view. So we see mm-hmm. from his point of view what he looks at when he looks at her. You know, I, 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 yeah. he was. Oh, anyway, I get emotional. It's beautiful, effective. Because the point is, your whole life matters. You know, nothing matters more than a long life with with the person you love, or, or with the with the with the animal that you love. So anyway, brilliant com- campaign. And I think they were good. I think they were solid. They were not, you know, perhaps there's other years that are more funny or are funnier or whatever. But this year, I think they were just, they, they struck a certain chord. Some of them with me that were spot on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you like the Boston Lighter one. I'm telling you, you would like that one. Yeah, I, I'm sure I would. I, I, I must have been, uh, must, <laughs> there must have been a pee break for me. Um. <laughs> yeah, hot chocolate break. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure I would have liked that one. Uh, the, you know, yes, I'm, I'm sure I would have. I would have enjoyed uh, taking a different spin on, on the general atmosphere of Boston. Um, so, listen, I, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you on on two of these. I got uh, in in my list number one. I'm going to go backwards. Um, number one and uh, one and two. One and two for me were the uh, Breaking Bad and Dunkin' Donuts. Um, I thought they were good. I thought they were really good. Yeah, I had what? I also had uh, this. I had the the Bush beer with Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> just it just made yeah. me laugh. That's I find it because it's the opposite of the Farmer's Dog one. It's like it's like it's like, it's like yeah. she's like singing it's to a wolf of an angel. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like, he's hey, like, yeah, that's that's a wolf. He's not the wolf. <laughs> But it's, it was funny because I actually found it. Yeah, it was funny because you know that that, that right those those dog shelter commercials from from back in the day were so oh iconic. I mean, and so awful. Every time they yeah. came on, you're like, you're like oh, my oh my god, god. <laughs> that song. I mean, I can't even listen to that song even for entertainment. Yeah. It's, it's too traumatic. PTSD. Um, so for it's like them, before for that, it's like you know, for, for twelve cents a day, you can sponsor a kid in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids, you know. So for them to spoof off of that, and for you know, quite frankly, for Sarah McLaughlin to be to be in on it, um, you know, was, yeah. I thought was pretty yeah. funny. It's pretty um, fun, yeah. And then another one that I had kind of noted was I loved uh, a because I because I love rock stars, but I I loved the commercial with all the rock stars telling all the business people that you can't call your employees rock stars. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's okay. like, I mean, I think it went on for ten more seconds than it should, but yeah, but it was good. It was right. Yeah, yeah. All in all, here's what I felt like. I felt like these commercials. So many, not all of them. Obviously, some of them were very good, but I felt like so many of these commercials were just they're becoming more and more reliant upon just finding a popular actor and putting them in there mm-hmm. and and being like, oh, we got it, we nailed it, like. For example, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, massive, massive loss, like a, a missed opportunity. Will Ferrell, like he came on the screen. I was like, oh, yes, Will Ferrell. This will be great. And then I was like, it's a GM commercial. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just a commercial for trucks. Like, I, and, and, and to your point, the Bradley Cooper it, commercial with his mother, wasn't, by definition, like, it should it have been fantastic. It was not only that, it was such. 
It, was, it looked sloppy. It looked like it was filmed yeah. on an iPhone yeah. in 10 minutes. It, just, it looked it, like an Insta story. It didn't look like a commercial for Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> and it was like, it wasn't funny. It was like a lot of them laughing with each other about yeah. something that weren't, things that weren't funny, only to them. I was like, okay, great, mom, okay, bye. You know, um, yeah. anyway, so that was a the the big that, miss for me. Yeah. The other one that let me down was the caddy, the Michelob Ultra Caddyshack commercial. You know, like what an iconic. Yeah. What an iconic yeah. 80s comedy, or maybe 70s comedy, right? I don't know. I can't remember. But what, what an iconic 80s, old comedies movie yeah. that, you know, this whole, uh, everyone watching, you know, the, this is this is your your demographic. The whole demographic is like, yes, Caddyshack. And it was just like, eh, Well, from okay. Nevada to Pennsylvania. But it was like, you know, again, they just, they were just like, hey, let's just, let's just get a ton of A-list yeah. names in our, yeah. in our commercial and it'll be fine. No, but, but the flip side of that, but when, but we do get someone like Ben Stiller, then do something with them. And he, they did, right? They, when, right. When, to me, when Clueless and Breaking Bad, they did, they did go there, right? So that right. was good. But if you get someone like, like, like I said, Bradley Cooper just walking around with his mother, like, come on, that's like, that's lazy. Yeah. And, and so here's like the Caddyshack one. Here's where I see this going. I see them setting this up for like the whole year. Like they're going to keep doing more commercials with this, you know, more commercials will come out with this group that like, you know, spinoffs of from this one, which they've done in the past, which gets me to my next point, which, which is starting to really bother me is like these, okay. these Super Bowl <laughs> By the way, ads. This, this is the, this is the episode of grievance from Jonah Bates. Yeah. This is like, he's been pent up all NFL season. Now he's going to let loose at the last episode for the these NFL season. Super Bowl yeah. ads have become like, you know, like week long, month long campaigns. And I just, I don't, yeah. I don't enjoy it. I, it's so like, I like the ones where maybe you just like tease, like maybe in like December or January, you just, you have like mm-hmm. a 10 second Quink. teaser commercial where you're Quink, like, Quink. what the hell mm-hmm. is that? To where, to where when the Super Bowl ad hits, you go, oh, my God, that's what that was. But they don't like now it's just like like uh, Maya Rudolph with the M&Ms. The, what does she call them? The Mayan-Ms yeah, or something the, like that. <laughs> like, the that Mayan, commercial came, the, the Mayan-Ms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those commercials started yeah. happening a while ago and it wasn't yeah. like. But by the way, what we haven't talked about was was three commercials that were like. Like okay, well, hang on, open. one more. One more gripe. Okay. One more gripe, and then I'm done. One more gripe, and then I'm done. Mine's a gripe too, by the way. <laughs> okay, and then my last gripe is they started announcing these commercials before the Super Bowl. Yeah, like they were on. They were like, but they do oh. that. But every year, but they've done that for the past ten years. If you watch the whole pregame, like at two o'clock in the afternoon, they're they're already debuting the, yeah. the Clydesdale. But this is like, so. I'm not talking about pregame. I'm talking about like the week before, oh, yeah. like Good Morning America, yeah. or one of the one of the morning you know shows. It, like it's social media because like it's it's kind of a race for immediacy for for you have to win win the cycle that day. You know that type of thing. So they're, they're right. trying to yeah, have yeah, two yeah, moments yeah. instead of one. Yeah, you know, yeah, I look, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all marketing and PR stuff. But look, I will tell you this: the the three commercials that left me like. Speechless for all the for all the other reasons that they did not intend were the two <laughs> long commercials for Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ was the client. I want to see I want to see that invoice. And <laughs> the other one was the Church of Scientology. Are you ready yes. to take a chance? Um, another general heading of go, go fuck yourselves. There's, honestly, if these fucking churches can pay. Twenty million dollars, which is what they paid for these fucking ads, then tax the shit out of them. Okay, fuck you, people. I'm literally so upset about this. I mean, yeah. Budweiser, fine. They're they're paying twenty million. They make eight hundred billion dollars on bad beer. That's fine. 
don't give me a, a church that's that I'm paying for with my taxes to put a $20 million commercial to get more fucking people to believe in fantastical bullshit. I am so over that. I am, I will lead a campaign to the end of my times that the churches that are particularly the blatant, flagrant commercial operations that are, that are just as political as anything else are not being taxed. Because I'm paying for them. It's bad enough I'm paying for kids that I don't have for, for, for schools, which is another <laughs> rant of mine. But this one is legitimately upsetting because that's not doing anything for society. That, that may, that, those ads are meant to what? To recruit more, more people. I said, almost said suckers. But more people in, into their pews and to get, and to be, in, into being indoctrinated yeah. so they can give more money to whom? To them so they can get more commercials. So boo-hoo. That's my complaint and gripe about the commercials. <laughs> I have spoken. You know, you know what's funny is, um, you know, so uh, Shiley, RPF and I have a, have a mutual friend, Chris Shiley, and we were watching the game together, and they, he knew that I was, you know, kind of rating these commercials, and we were going to come on and do the next show. It was going to be, you know, our top five or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. Shiley was like, when after after what, I think it was the Jesus Christ one, after he came on, he goes, he goes, dude. You have to go on the show, and you have to you have to commit one hundred percent that that was your favorite commercial, and just, just wait for his reaction. <laughs> my head explodes. My head explodes from, from my shoulders. Uh, this and is our last like, episode ever, of course, of course. <laughs> and I and I laughed because it would have been so amazing. But I was like, "There's no way. There's no way I could have kept a straight face." There's I literally no would have. I, I would have walked off the set. <laughs> I would have been with my one hand on my hip, walking off the set. Um, no, yeah, it that was, first of all, I wouldn't believe it for for a minute because you don't put up with that shit either so anyway so the, no, the, no, the point yeah, is by yeah, Shiley, right, by yeah, the yeah. way shyly's very convincing and very innocent looking so they very kind of like <laughs> wide-eyed like oh my god it'll be great <laughs> i'm oh, sure I man well now. hey listen richard i think this is a wrap on our uh this i mean this is like well this I, officially... I, I want to say one last thing okay but i want to say one last thing football is done put a bow on it right well, that's yeah, we, that's what we, I was we about already to say. know from my from last week's episode that um the dolphins and eagles will play the super bowl next year so we know that's happening so the <laughs> The only thing is, um, by the way, if I put money on it now, I think I can make a lot of money on that or lose a lot of money. <laughs> Either way. <Yeah>. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm wearing this, which we haven't mentioned my my smart baseball jacket. You know, it's a letterman's jacket that I never played baseball. But anyway, um, I did play, by the way, I did play baseball. Did I tell you this? I played baseball for when I was nine years old in called the Corey League, which is the little leagues. I played second base and it was a, I say, a failed experiment. But quickly went to tennis, and that was good. <laughs> Individual sport was much better. Anyway, but um, baseball has all these new rules coming up. And spring, by the way, spring training just opened yesterday officially yep. throughout Major League Baseball. So that's that's going to be, and all these free agents are going everywhere. And so it's going to be a very very interesting year. But on top of that, the bases are bigger. <laughs> They're like like big yep. pizza boxes now. Okay. The, there's a clock on the pitchers. They can only have 30 seconds between batters and 15 seconds or something between just pitches. Just to they be clear, you said, to... you said clock with an L, right? <laughs> <laughs> Generally, yes. <laughs> I want to say yes, but I'm scared to go back to the videotape and see what I actually said. <laughs> Wait, have you been looking at, 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 at my web history? What's happening right now? <laughs> anyway, and then they also have a new rule. It's also about they can only throw to first base twice. <gasps> I love it. I love Stolen bases. This. I love it. I love yeah. it. And then they made permanent the guy on second base rule, you know, for extra innings. I don't, I don't love that one. I don't love that. I one. don't think. I don't think it's. I think it's great. I think you know what this is going to be modernizing it. I think it's okay. Pizza box bases. I love that. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, like, um, like two feet bigger. The bases are huge now. They're not that much bigger. They're three inches bigger. Did you, did you see me say huge? I just went like in my, in <laughs> they my went, upper register. If I'm not mistaken, they went from 15 inches by 15 to 18 by 18. But anyway. Okay. Now we're talking. Now you sure that's with an L? <laughs> that's how I'm <laughs> sure you're. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> a whole the, different podcast. Or the, um, the, what was I going to say? The, 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 bases, oh, the runner the on clock. second. The runner on yeah. second. Um, do we know, I can't remember, is that for as soon as they go to extra innings? So is that like inning yeah. 10? Yes. So I'd, I'd like to see them play like at Two least innings, a couple, maybe. a couple innings yeah. of, of I agree with that. extra innings. And then if nothing happens, then you and can the start, doing, start doing that stuff. I like that idea. Um, so yeah, they so can I, play two, two more innings. Yeah. I like that idea. Cause I do, I do agree that like, you know, 18 inning games are stupid. <laughs> like, oh my, yeah. Like, I mean. I mean, Who I was cares? such a fan that I literally, I remember watching like something teams that we didn't care about with like Milwaukee Brewers at Pittsburgh or something. 23rd inning, I'm like riveted. Like, we'll give nothing happens right. for like six hours. It was like right. crazy. Nothing anyway. happens. And generally speaking, those games that go super long are low score. Like, they're they're just pitchers duels. Yeah. So, because your whole and then team, you run out of players. Yeah, your whole team is playing. And then the 25th player on your bench who had never played for, for a damn good reason is now like pinch hitting. <laughs> For, you know. Yeah, and then yeah. and then you look at the box scores and it's just depressing because your favorite player went like zero for six or zero for nine. Oh for nine. That's actually that I, I can definitely match that 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 box score for sure. I can do zero for nine for sure. But wait, I'm to me to, to me the bet is if, if I would bail out of I, after every pitch, if I, if I would be like on the ground every pitch, just scared that the ball's going too fast. <laughs> that was my big issue. I couldn't. Um, the ball was hard and it, it would come back hard at me. It was like at second base. But I they, am block uh, the ball. I, that was it. Get in front of the ball. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm, I am definitely all for. I'm definitely all for all these speed up rules. And, and pitch clocks and clocks, pitch clocks, yeah. and um, you know the the big one, the only throwing to second base twice. Love it, absolutely love it. The first base, twice, that's what I, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Only throwing over, only yeah. throwing over. I mean, that's gonna be. I mean, can you imagine. I mean, Mookie Betts on first base, and then he, he you know two times already thrown, and it's like one and one count or something. It's gonna be like. He's gonna be like halfway down to second base. Right. He's gonna be standing on second base. He's gonna yeah. be standing. Because <laughs> the pitcher can't do anything. It's brilliant. Are, I can't wait. Catchers are gonna start fighting the pitchers because like they're gonna, the pitchers are gonna throw over twice and the catcher's gonna go. What the fuck, man? Let me ask you this. <laughs> is the DH is the DH permanent? I don't remember this now. Is the DH permanent in the National League 2 now? Or no? Yeah. I think that was last. I think that was last Pitchers year. Pitchers are no longer playing, are no longer batting. God help yeah. us all. Thank, thank God. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, because J.D. Martinez went to the National League, and I'm thinking, he better be a DH because he can't even, <laughs> you know, he can't even walk, <laughs> let alone yeah. do anything else. All right, this has been a fun episode. To recap, we were wrong about everything in football in the season, <laughs> but we were, <laughs> I was a little bit right about Chiefs winning by, by a few points. To recap, football's over, and we were wrong about everything. <laughs> Wait till next season. But now we we segue into basketball, hockey, and baseball. So intense. Yep. So it's coming, be a, coming it down be the a, tail ends yeah. of basketball and hockey, which is always exciting. Playoffs come are around the corner, and then baseball starts. And, and March uh, Madness, which you, which you don't care about that much. 
and you know this year is particularly I will uh, March I'll, Madness do my, happening. I'll do my best I'll do my best to get involved in March Madness but March Madness happened in January every team who's top ranked has lost and so it's like there's no one really March Madness is going to be like hmm, really is that it, there's no upsets because they're all upsetting already each other so <laughs> they're all like anyway could make, it, could make so, it fun but this will be oh and golf is coming up so that should be fun oh Tiger's playing Tiger's playing, Tiger's playing today yeah yeah awesome and by the way the and the over-unders is the fact that he's he won't make the cut again i think he'll make the cut this week I mean, yeah i don't know we'll i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't i don't insightful, know i don't know what to do with it's, it's like from a golf fan i know but his son i think his son's gonna be great so yeah, yeah. That, that'd be a better bet who's gonna win Who's going to win a PGA event next, Tiger or his son? <gasps> That's an evil, evil quiz. I mean, a poll. I like it. Okay, let, let's put that up on our on our, our social. on our social media. Which, by the way, guys, please go to our YouTube page, Sports Of Course. I'm sure Joanna will give you the whole rundown. But definitely go to our, to our YouTube page, hit like, subscribe, so you don't miss an episode. But um, yeah, that's a great that's a great poll to put up there. Tiger or Tiger Junior would win the next PGA. Event. That's evil and kind of brilliant. You, you're an evil genius today. You've been really kind of like this, like this, like you know, Austin Powers type of character today. Between that and like Clint Eastwood, get off my lawn type of guy. So it's kind of like a very interesting dynamic for you this week. But get over it. Yeah. By next well, week. we want optimistic. Make better donor, commercials. Right. <laughs> you hear that? All right. Hey, all right. listen. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, that's all the time we have for this show. Again, that's, there, there's the NFL season. It's done. We were wrong about everything, and we are moving on. Uh, we are, we're licking our wounds, and we are moving on to the next sports. Um, but uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, you can find us everywhere that you listen to your podcast, which is at the Spotify Podbean, as well as many others. We can also be found socially on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, at our dedicated YouTube channel, Sports, of course, with Jonah and RPF. And I does RPF have something he wants to chime in? Is yes, well, I think okay. next year's Super Bowl <laughs> is in Las Vegas. So let's make it a goal for Sports, of course, to do oh. a live podcast, two week, two podcasts from there all week, Las Vegas, Super Bowl 54. Let's make it, let, let, let's make it there. Wow. Let's go there. Wow. Wouldn't it be fun? Let's make okay. that our goal. Sports, of course, in Vegas for Super Bowl week. How much fun would that be? Whew. Okay. Well, on that note, um, I dream am big, going. Dream big, kids. I'm, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go find a pimp uh, to take me under and um, start wow. saving. That's a, this, this took a turn. Okay. <laughs> this took a turn. It's with an L. Clock. Okay. And good night, folks. <laughs> Oh. <laughs>